Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Do you want to talk about reading the table? Well, you're looking at me. You're not fidgeting, so you do look interested. The glasses is a nice touch. Uh, yeah, I would love to. Cue music. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Pandas Talking Games. I am one of your interested hosts, Phil. And I'm your other engaged host, Senda. So for tonight's topic, Emmett, in the forums, the forums, where we're still running a contest, I believe, depending on when you hear this, Emmett, in the forums, asked... How do you read the table in a home group or in a con game? I have my ad hoc methods, but being autistic, I have to do them manually and I can miss things while juggling all the other responsibilities. Are there tricks to do a better job? So reading the table is a great GM skill, and it's one of the eight GM skills that we always talk about. The eight question mark, probably. I can't back that up. Right. (laughs) The we figure quote, you're, eight skills. you're doing yes. eight things at a time. It's one of the eight things you're probably doing at any given moment. Um, and so it's definitely something that GMs should be comfortable with and work on, right? To the best of their ability. So tonight we are going to talk about reading the table. And to do that, we need to set up our definitions. And for that, we need our definition panda to get us started. Reading the table is a skill of observing the players of the game and inferring from their body language, voice, and actions what their level of enjoyment and engagement is in the game. And by enjoyment, we mean how much fun they're having, which is totally subjective, very specific to the person in question. One person's fun puzzle is another person's torture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and engagement is how much of a person's attention is dedicated to the game. Yeah, so to be clear, it's rare that anyone is actually like 100% engaged 100% of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, it's really hard to get 100% engagement. You can like get 80, 90, but... You know, our minds travel through different levels of play during the course of the game, which there's a whole episode of Misdirected Mark about levels, which is pretty awesome. And if you want to hear more about that, I would definitely recommend listening to it. But there is a point where someone is paying less attention to the game than they are to other things that are happening. Uh, Yeah, that would be the bad part. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right, so reading the table is done by a person, and in many cases, it's the GM, but it's not limited to the GM. Players can totally read the, the table to see how the rest of the uh, table is doing, including how the GM's doing. Mm-hmm. But reading the table is an active process by the person who's doing it, but it's passive to the people that are being observed. And that is to say that the person reading the table is taking some mental cycles to observe what everyone else is doing. Uh, but the people being observed don't actually engage in that process, right? They're just doing whatever. Right. I mean, if they actually were engaged in the process, it would kind of mess up your reading because they might change how they're actually acting, knowing that you're watching them and like weird loop feedback thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and this is why uh, reading the table is, has a major flaw. Mm-hmm. Right, because it doesn't actively engage the subjects in its process. So it requires the GM to both correctly observe 
and interpret the results, which means that it is a host to a whole myriad of problems, sampling errors. Like you looked at the person at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You are misreading the person's body language. You are in, you know, logical things like you're inferring that this person's body language is a result of the game and not of the crappy day they had at work and like, and on and on and on. Right. Um, So this technique reading the table works really well on the extremes so it works really well when people are super happy yeah and when people are super unhappy yes um but in the middle uh it creates a lot of ambiguous results and a lot of false uh, i'm gonna say false negatives yeah although i will say false positives but i think what happens with most people is most gms when they can't read a table they assume everything's terrible yes i agree i mean that's right? been my personal experience yeah, yeah, I think that's the so it it creates a it creates a large number of these false negatives where somebody's perfectly fine with what's going on, but you look at them and you're like, well, they don't look like they're having quote fun. <laughs> yeah, unquote. Therefore, <laughs> they must be miserable. Therefore, I'm a terrible GM. Therefore, why am I in this stupid hobby? Dot 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 dot. Right. So yeah. So again, there are some flaws with this technique. Yes. So tonight we're going to tackle the idea of reading the table in actually two different ways. I'm going to talk about tips for passively reading the table, which is kind of what we're talking about and defining here. Yep. And I'm going to talk about actively checking in with the table because as we're going to see that that is actually pretty important. Right. So while passively reading the table is, as we have just discussed, somewhat flawed, It is a good tool to have in your toolbox when used in conjunction with other tools so that you are um, hopefully mitigating some of the false positives and negatives that you might get from, you know, trying to just figure out how people are feeling. So the first thing we want to talk about is when to actually engage that skill and read the table. And really, because it's passive for everybody else, you can do it at any time. And of course you can. And and if you feel something weird, you should look up and see what everybody's feeling. But be aware of the general flow of energy during the game, right? Yeah, like we often start a game, we're very excited, right? And then like as things go on, as the game stretches out, right, our our we will like kind of wane in energy and maybe we'll get excited again at some point and wane again. But know that like in general, we start a game, we start a game pretty high, it tends to dip, and we end typically more often than not on a higher note, right? right? Because we end like with a little bit of excitement or uh, because we're changing gears, like we start to pick up and, you know, look a little more animated. So yeah, um, keep that in mind. Yeah. So some good places to sort of look up and check how things are going. Yep. Um, do it when there's been a lot of GM narration, right? Like if you've had to talk for a while and, you know, like you've had to box text your way through a bunch of stuff, quick check the table. Um, or when the spotlight has been on a character or group for a while. So if you are going, hmm, I didn't find a break point in this scene yet to sort of share this around, um, but I've been sitting with these people for quite a bit now, and how is everyone else doing? Are they still engaged with what's happening? Yep, absolutely. Uh, after the party or a character has suffered a setback or failure. Yeah. That's always a good time to quick check to see how things are going. Yeah, that was, that's for more of an emotional reaction, kind of making sure everybody's still cool, still in the fun place. And then the next one also, which is after a fight or a conflict, especially PvP, like that would be a big one, but Oof, also like... Very much so. Yeah, but also like any kind of fight or conflict to be like, okay, does everybody still look like they're they're here with me? 
check after you've been playing for a few hours if you haven't had a break. Yeah. Right? So if you've been on a tear and you've logged in a few hours of game time, like, take a look. Is fatigue setting in? Yeah. Right? Are, are, people, is, are people's mental faculties, you know, kind of degrading in their ability to stay engaged is starting to wane? Right. Or do they need just like a bio break? Are they like sitting in their chair like squirming? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Or maybe they just need a break to go get a food or a coffee or something, right? Um, And the other time to really pay attention to this is when players are planning something. Because as we have discussed before when we talked about planning stuff and dealing with planny things, I'm pretty sure we've talked about that before. Pretty sure. Okay. I don't remember the episode, but I'm sure that you guys are smart and you'll find it. But if players are planning something, that is something that can go on for a long time. And sometimes it really engages a couple of players and not the other players. So it's an important time to make sure that everybody is still kind of there with you. And if they're not, to be able to pull things back together. Yeah, sometimes it's just, you know, if you see somebody not engaged, it's making sure the group loops them back in or asking them like, hey, what are you thinking? That kind of thing. But yeah, absolutely. Planning is one of those things where people's engagement um, will vary greatly. Some people like it and other people are like, whoop, checked out. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, so Phil, tell me what are some of the positive things you could look for? Right. So from uh, the enjoyment side, right, we're looking for things like people smiling, laughing, head nodding, right? Because that's that head nodding is often like, you know, I'm with you. Yep. Yep. Agreement, do that. Yeah. Like that. Like, cool, Clapping yes. the hands, right? I'm I'm a big fan. Uh, I clap my hands like little claps um, <laughs> when I get excited. Right? Like I think people kid. have seen it. Yay. Yeah. 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 Like that. That's good. Right. <laughs> um, for engagement. Right. Attention is focused on the table. Right. Eyes are like on other players, on the GM, on the map, on the table. Like attention is focused on the table. They're asking questions about what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. Like actively asking questions about what's going on. They're taking notes. Right. That's another Mm -hmm. big engagement thing. Or maybe they're feverishly looking up something in a book because they had an idea. Right. Right. But they need to check a spell or check an effect or something like that. Right. Cool. So what are some of the negative things we might be looking for? Right. So a lot of these are going to be the opposite, right? Yep. <laughs> um, but from enjoyment, um, on the negative side of enjoyment, uh, stares. Mm-hmm. Right? The, like vacant, people... the vacant stare. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh. the vacant stare, the actively annoyed stare. I don't like either of those. Right? Like <laughs> frowns. Yeah. Head shaking. Right. If head nodding is kind of like, yes, yes, bring this head shaking is like this. ain't This ain't cool. This is not doing it for me. Yeah. Right. Um, smirks for the sarcastic folks among us. Right. So smirks are often the um, passive aggressive. I'm not having fun mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. From engagement. Right. So these are disengagement things. Right. So we're looking away. Yep. Right. So maybe one, maybe we're not making any eye contact with the GM. Yep. Right. Like we're just not even looking at the GM. Yep. Um, maybe we've started looking at something else. Right. We pulled out our Dragon phone. Magazine, our phone. <laughs> Phones are right? dangerous. Yeah. There's one. Um, my my therapist called me out on this. Right. Um, a distancing tactic is taking off your glasses. Yep. Because then you can't see. Right. Because you can't see. So that's so. actually a disengagement tactic. Mm-hmm. Pushing away from the table. Right. So mm-hmm. if you're annoyed um, or you're kind of like you just push back. Yep. Like, you know, sit back away from the table. Yep. Leaving the table. Yeah. Like getting up to go get a snack and like not coming back right away. Yeah. Right. Like all of those things are disengagements. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's some big assumptions just to be clear with everything that we just listed there. Right. So these observations are based on neurotypical behavior and they may not apply to people who are neurodiverse. 
right? That's just a thing. Also, for people who are neurotypical, they still may not be true, right? Like if you are really an introvert, you may not express your enjoyment or your disengagement in the same way. I'm like, that's fine. It just means that for this technique to work, you have to have a pretty good idea of who's at your table so that you know how they react to things so that when you are reading the table, you are getting an accurate read. Right. And so what this means is that when you are doing this passive reading, it is far less effective in a con in con games and when you're playing with strangers because you don't understand how people process those things. Right. I mean, you're 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 just making educated guesses. You are literally guessing. Yeah. Yeah. That's you are absolutely all you are doing at that point. Yeah. Yep. Which again is why we have mentioned that there is a lot of flaws to reading the table. And while it is important, it is not the be all end all, no. which brings us to <laughs> right. <laughs> actively checking in. Yeah. Uh, so the active check-in is just that, right? We are going to actively ask the players at the table how things are going, and they're going to actively respond, right? In contrast to reading the table where we actively observe the players, but passively they're just doing their thing. Right. So this eliminates the observation and interpretation bias because they should be giving you the actual information themselves. And it also then accounts for the diversity in how people engage and enjoy because they can just tell you, even if they've been staring at the table for the last half hour, and you might normally have read that, you know, with someone that you know well or something like that as being disengaged, maybe for them, they're really into it and they're just focusing really heavily on listening to what everybody's saying. So they're disengaging with their eyesight and listening with their ears or something like that, right? They can tell you that. You just have to listen to them and ask them. Exactly. Right. <laughs> ask them so, so they can tell right. you. It, it gets rid of that because now we're engaging the person to make the we're not we're not observing them to make a qualitative judgment. We're just asking them to give us their qualitative result. Yeah. Yep. All right. So there's a number of ways that you can do the active check-in, right? So the most basic one is just ask. Just ask. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 usually pretty easy, especially if you slip it in, in in comfortable places, right? Like, hey, how are things going? Is everybody having fun? You know, so you just ask people. It does require that people are then candid and honest with their answers because otherwise you're not going to change what you're doing, right? And that that requires that you have created a culture of safety and open communication at your table where people would be willing to say to you, ah, this part right here is really frustrating to me so it's not really working for me it's stopping me from enjoying the rest of the game right so with strangers and things like that sometimes people don't feel like they can um yeah like they can say that yeah so it, it, it you know it, this technique is not perfect no um because it does rely on people being candid and honest but you can open your table like if we're doing a con game you can say something like hey uh, i really value feedback during the game i'm going to check in with you guys along the way if there's something that you don't like or don't understand, by all means, tell me or tell me during a break or whatever, and we'll do what we can to fix it along the way. Yeah. Right? Because I want you all to have a good time. And the only way I'm going to really know to, if you're having a good time is if you tell me, especially if you're not having a good time. Right. Because then I can do something to try to fix it. Yeah. So that's that's part of creating that safe space, right? Part of that safe space is to tell people that you are expecting yeah. To be, you know, like to, people to, to say something. feedback. And, yeah. and then secondarily, then, 
if you do receive feedback, making sure that you are not taking that negatively um, or defensively, because that will mean that people will not ever tell you again. Yeah. And I mean, you can often um, solve a person's problem when they tell you the problem by saying, cool, like, what would you like to see? Right. What, what, what would, what would make this fun again for you? Yeah. Like what would make, what would make that next scene with like the next scene with you coming up be really cool? Yeah. 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 You can, you can press people into helping solve your problems. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So the other thing you can do uh, besides ask is you can use a table device like the O card or the support flower. So the O card, I think, might not be quite as well known. Yeah. Uh, where the X card is things that um, we want removed from the game. The O card, uh, and some people put it on the back of the X card. Some people put an additional card next to it, whatever. I have an idea for the Ditch Lilies game where that might be um, like a volume slider or knob where you put you turn the volume up. Yeah. Right? Because, right? Because like, I, like, this is cool. I want more of this. Or you slide it down. Like, that's less cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Things we'll mess with. But anyway, the O card is an indicator of, yes, please, more of that. Yeah. Cool. So these are basically to help indicate if we like the content that you're currently experiencing in the game and you want it to continue, right? So just like other safety tools, because they are like an active yes consent tool, they do require some discussion of how you want them to function at your table for this game. So they bear bringing up when you bring up things like your X card, you should also explain what your O card means, for example, if that's what yeah, you're playing with. Absolutely. And then the last thing is we can do, um, we can do gesture based check-ins like uh, the OK check-in. Yeah. Right? That's a thing where we can just, you know, hold up an OK symbol like, hey, are we all having fun? Yeah. And that one's great because um, it's it's not super interruptive, so um, you don't have to do a verbal, just just like actually the, the card and the support flower, um, you don't have to do a verbal interruption of the scene to check in on everybody, which is really nice, because then you'll be more likely to do it, in my experience. Anyway, but so this works the, the same way as the O card and the support flower. It's the same idea in that you're saying, yes, this, more of this, I love it, but it doesn't require an object on the table. So it's not, you're not dealing with anybody like at those big con tables, like trying to reach across the table to get to something. And then, like I was saying, it can be done without breaking the dialogue or action in the scene um, that you can check in with everybody or as a player that I can just throw a symbol and be like, yeah, that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Cool. So when should we check in? When should we do active check-ins? Well, I think you kind of want to check in at about the same places you would want to check on reading the table, right? Uh, agreed. Yeah. So we already hashed that over. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> so while we're big fans of this technique, let's uh, be clear, right? So one thing we talked about was candidness. Uh, but the other part, the other disadvantage of this technique is that the active nature of people having to respond can break immersion. Yeah. Right. Because when I ask you, hey, are we having a good time? If I'm asking you and you're still kind of in a character space, now I'm asking, are you having a good time? It pushes you out to that space where it, it's about you, the human. Yes. Right. Yeah. Also, because you're actively asking, be prepared. If somebody says no, yeah. they're not having fun, you might have to like, you might have to halt the game and uh, have a discussion about that. Yeah. You just might. And overall, that'll probably be a good thing because you'll address that and then you'll keep going and it'll probably be more fun, right, for everybody. Um, and you won't exactly. be worried about it. But just know, like, it could happen. You have to be kind yeah. of prepared yeah. for yeah. it. I mean, it opens a Pandora's box. It right? does. Like if you... But with all things, there is no one true way. And actually, 
the best of the best way to understand what's going on at your table is to actually combine both of these. Yeah, you can always passively read the table at any time during the game, any time at all, right? Yep. And then when you are between scenes, because between scenes are a great time when people are switching you know, out of layers back up to their human layer, you can, you can drop in the active question, right? So you can, you can passively read a table during a combat and be like, yeah, I think that combat went well. And then when that combat ends and you're transitioning to the next scene, you can just be like, Hey, did that, like, did that go well for everyone? Did you guys have a good time with that scene? Mm-hmm. Right. And then, yeah. and, and part of what that does is it actually helps you with your home game. It actually helps you understand. Right. right? What do they so, like? Yeah, and 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 what does them liking something look like? Yes, because then you can because, learn it. Right, because maybe somebody gets really serious and quiet during combat, but actually they're having a great time. They look miserable, right? But it's just that that their enjoyment is that they take combats very seriously, right? They just get really intense about it, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. And then the middle ground between those that you can also just sprinkle in is things like the tools where you have gestures and stuff because if you feel like you're not sure in the middle of that combat you're trying to passively read the table because you're not at a good break point to verbally ask but you're like i am not sure if this is working or not that's a really good time that you can throw out a nonverbal symbol or something like that to see what people think to see how they respond mm-hmm. and by passively reading the clock on my computer i think we're getting really <laughs> close to the end of the show oh phil do you feel like it's getting late and that maybe we should end the show now I do. I do. Uh, but before we go, uh, let's talk about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network. Yeah. Well, on the Misdirected Mark podcast, Chris, Ooh. Phil, and Bob go live every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. my time, to break down and get inside games, game mastering, playing games, and game design in an effort to entertain and inform you. I love doing that show. I guess those guys are pretty cool. Say, Senda, where can people reach us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pandas Talk Games. You can find us just like Emmett did in the Misdirected Mark forums. They're very cool. And you could still win dice bags if you join now. Or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And Phil, once they find us in one of those places or join those fantabulous forums, I'm just going to say the word forums a bunch more times. What can they do with that information? Yeah, if uh, if you want, go into the forums and uh, put a topic into... Uh, <laughs> Uh, into the forum there's a specific spot in the forum uh, <laughs> where you can um, put uh, show suggestions and ideas for us uh, i love it uh, it's very convenient for me to go take a look and um, i'm hoping that the forums will be a uh, a new perennial source of topics but like Emmett did please um, give us a topic uh, something you want to hear us talk about uh, we'd love to do shows about the things that you find interesting I mean, we could, if we left to us, we'll hang out and talk about digitally trivia all night. Or like, um, or apparently, which may or may not be interesting to apparently you. Apparently, ancient but, music um, technology is also on that list. Ancient music technology <laughs> for five hundred, please. Yes. Um, <laughs> what is mini disc? Okay. Um, anyway, if you like what we do here, or on the other shows of the Mr. Mark Network, you can support our Patreon campaign. You go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons of the show. Uh, get all sorts of things. The bonus outtakes from the show, which there will be. Um, 
you can get the uh, after show from the misdirected mark you get access to the slack room you can go hang out with us on the minecraft server if you're uh, into block therapy from time to time encoded designs likes to just give stuff to the patrons it's true uh, that happens uh and you know we just get into like really good discussions um Things like that, like just like we love you guys, like you're fantastic. The other thing we like to do is show some love to a few of our patrons every episode. And tonight's episode, who are we showing the love to? I feel like you need to say the first one. Oh, Donnie Harville. Thank you. The Lord of the Slack Room. Thanks so much, Donnie. Danielle Thomas. Thank you so much, Danielle. And Jay David Chrisman. Thank you so much. Hey, there's another thing uh, you can do. If you're uh, already supporting the Patreon campaign or unable to support the Patreon campaign, and it has to do with a topic in our bonus outtakes. Uh, <laughs> because uh, it does. <laughs> well, yeah, because originally you used to use this thing right. to load music onto your iPod. What's that thing? Well, you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Not Otherwise known as iTunes. Not iTunes. <laughs> um, <laughs> every new review we get really does actually help new people find the show. And it makes us feel super duper good. Like you guys like listening to us, which is cool. Um, because artistic validation. And if you leave it somewhere that's not the US iTunes store, you should probably let me know. Because otherwise we'll never find it. Which would be very sad. Because I want to read all and of how them. And how will we be artistically validated? I know. It would be a very sad face. Anyway, thank you so very much to everyone who's already left a review. We super duper duper appreciate them. And they're great. You're great. We love you. Say, Senda, show me how you're going to check in with your table at your next game. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Clicky. And waveforms. 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 Oh. Waveforms. Well, that was very nice. So the story from today that I think speaks to how brain fried I am from work right now at work right. is that my coworker, I don't remember even what we were talking about, but he said, soup's death. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> I am apparently old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you don't understand those. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? And he's like, like, super definitely. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, I'm on board with adorbs and stuff, but like, deaf for definitely. And he was like, yeah. I'm like, so it's like, definitely leopard. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he, at which point he's like, define leopard. And like, I just stood there and giggled like for like two minutes until I had like tears in my eyes. And then we just spent the rest of the day sending each other gifts of like definitely and then leopard, <laughs> like define and then leopard. The fact that it's still funny is a sign of just it's, like how stressed out you are. It's still funny. <laughs> because if you think about it, 
Leopard's name is definitely Leopard. <laughs> I mean, listen, I was a big Def Leopard fan because that's uh, music from um, my era. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Def- uh, definitely. Definitely. I know because you said Def Leppard, and then I'm like, I'm like, you know Def Leppard, but like, you know the name. No, Def I Leopard. know the name Def Leppard. Yeah. I, I mean, might, I'm I mean, sure I might you know, know some songs if you played them, but like, I. Uh, pour some sugar on me. Oh, yeah. I know that song. Yeah, of course See? you know that song, right? Yeah. Like, that's. <laughs> I'm so, a leopard, definitely. No, that is totally <laughs> not. Um, That is totally. That is totally not one of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> soups not song like what are we <laughs> yeah listen i hate to break it to you you're actually you actually can't use I can't say that soups. terminology it's real weird i can't do yeah, it that's that's not a that's not a thing you're able to do now um it was pretty much murdering me anyway yeah see it was let's a see. long day I'm trying to think if there's any other Def Leppard songs you'll know, right? Like Love Bites, maybe. See, Hysteria is... So, all right. Hysteria is not my favorite Def Leppard album, but Hysteria is the one that came out. It came out in 87, so I was uh, in the middle of high school, right? So, this is... So, I was five. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. Whenever I start to feel old, I just have to remember. (laughs) There's me. Right, just to make you <laughs> then feel there's young again. you, <laughs> and when you're feeling old and you need to feel young, there's Bob. <laughs> That's right. I, 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 and I loved mixtapes. Once I got to college and I was on the radio in college, one of the things you could do on the weekends was you could book the recording studio, which wasn't the actual on air studio, but like there was a separate studio off where you could record promos and things like that. But you could book it and go in and make mixtapes because it had, um, it had. Two turntables. And a microphone? Haha. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to get away with that. Um, you really weren't. I just... I know. I just wanted to get it out of the way. Somebody right? so had, had to say it. Yeah. And it wasn't going to be you. Bloop. I know. I had the first... I bypassed the, really the doing um, MP3s on CDs. Because um, I talked my grandmother into getting me... Not the very first generation of iPad, iPod, but a very early one. So like, like a Gen, like a Gen two or Gen three iPod. Yeah, it had the touch wheel that was actually a touch wheel. Like it was the one yeah. generation after the wheel that actually physically turned. Right. <laughs> right. So it actually it was a touch wheel, and then it had four buttons across the top because it, they hadn't evolved into like this can be a touch wheel and also a pushy button like pad thing that like now you see like it was like there was a menu play pause fast forward rewind there were like four buttons i think i still have it <laughs> she says yeah opening the drawer oh old technology yep. okay cool so um, anyway for people in the forums and on twitter what was your first portable portable music, music device my, my first one was an actual sony walkman that was my first portable musical device, was a Sony Walkman. And then my first MP3 device was um, the Creative Zen. I mean, I feel like I had a Sony Walkman, an actual tape cassette player, Sony Walkman, but I don't remember it very well because like on road trips and stuff, I didn't listen to music. I played my Game Boy. <laughs> I had a Game Boy when I went to college. Yeah, I know. There we go. You're old. 
Yeah. I still have my Game Boy. It still works. Listen, you're going to weep when you see how many minutes we've spent talking about I this. I know. So I'm already crying. Show now. So let's go yeah. do the show. Anyway, let's that walk down memory show. lane. Definitely leopard. And we'll move right on. There we go. <laughs> Definitely. Meow. Meow. Bloop. Boom. Boom. I was going to stop because we were I know, so but, but you Thank never you. stop on the... I always stop, and then you never stop, so I stopped stopping. So I stopped you this stopped time. You stopped this time. <laughs> and hilarity ensued. <laughs> As it does. Bloop. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed you it. Totally really excited that you I didn't totally screw nailed that up. <laughs> I was totally thinking that. Oh, nailed it. Good job. Wow. Okay. Anyway, right back to the actual topic at hand. And I don't have a cool intro for you on this one, but I could. Uh, no, it's fine. No, no, no. Panda. That was my one wow. woman version of your definition panda bumper on wow. Mr. Action Mark. <laughs> Did it, it didn't work oh, for you. <laughs> It's been a long day. Definitely levered, you know, just like stuff happened. Bloop. So reading the table is the skill. No, you were just supposed to keep going. Why are you, why did you? I forget. Keep... You can just edit your own why track out. Why you just edit mine? You just keep going. It's fine. Okay. Hand over your mouth. Mm. Bloop. Eh, pretty okay. <laughs> It's a whole production though. You like, you all only see that. You, you all only see the, um. You all only see the two hours of the, like the, the hour polished, and a half of the show. The polished but gem you, that spat from the machine. Well, no, like you miss all the pre-show. Like we get together and have dinner and then like oh, we I go know. coffee and I then know. we're hanging out. I mean, I've yeah. been involved in that when I'm like I mean, town. sometimes you have. When you're in town, you see it. I mean, sometimes they take a nap like I, in yes, Chris's living I know. Room. <laughs> I am aware. Well, Chris and, Chris and Bob are in charge of setting up all the gear and I don't like to get in the way. So I don't go in there and sit down and set up until like everything's set and we're ready to do mic checks. So sometimes like I'm in the living room by myself. And so sometimes cause just, I'm there's tired, a comfy couch. I just nod off. Yeah, just like, you know, it's fine. Bloop. They drink their coffees right away. I drink my coffee when the show starts. Oh yeah. 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 So that your energy slowly rises throughout the show. Rise, big, Rising right. big bad action. Bad. <laughs> That's right. Oh That's my me. God! Take us out of the show. <laughs> so, uh huh. Little, uh, little trivia thing for our friends still listening to the end of the show. Uh-huh. Next week's show is going to be recorded live <sighs> and in person, which means I may or may not edit it. <laughs> it's uh, for sure. I can tell you right now, uh, it's going to be a grab bag. Okay, I'm going to just not edit it. Yeah. Edit I've it. Got a, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick three questions, and we're gonna dive into just a grab bag. Yeah, you pick three. So. It's like a Panera meal, except more. I mean, my Panera meals always pick two plus a cookie. So maybe that's a pick so three. It's like a pick I don't three. know. I thought it was funnier than that. <laughs> wah, wah. Hey, it's only forty three minutes. I know. Can we just maybe we. Yeah, we just we can be done. You got to edit this before know. you know the weekend. Yeah, it's like many much audios, and besides, I'm at the point where I think that many things are hilarious that are not, in fact, funny. Apparently, like definitely. Well, you're, pretty, you're a little. Uh, 
It's only Monday. Save me. Right. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Stop. Stop.